Hello inmates and welcome to Twisted Chamber. I'm Natasha. I am Kat. Welcome back to the part two everyone. Part two. Part two inmates for this happy Halloween special. Happy, yes it is. Best it time is. of year. It is. Yep. This cocktail. Oh, I'm loving this Halloween orange cocktail. <laughs> I feel like it's like a poison. Poison? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, maybe a little it bit. It tastes so good. A lot of gin. It's okay. <laughs> We like it, that. A it lot. might be a little poisonous. It's okay. We'll uh, if you tomorrow. haven't listened to the other podcast that we just did, part one, part one, yes, please go back and uh, watch this so that we make more sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. And if you are listening, we did say in part one as of part two, go onto YouTube and have a little look at how wonderful. Our costume. Yeah, we're still look. dressed up. We are still dressed I up. I want to take this wig off so bad right now. Like, <laughs> celebrities that when they, like, go into a film and they're having stuff put on their face, they're getting paid millions to oh sit Oh, my God, there millions. For hours to do it. And oh. I just feel like I would sit more comfortably if I was earning a few million pounds right now. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But yeah. these wigs, man, they're itchy. <laughs> Mine's not too bad. I think like I think my afro hair just protects. That's true. The sponginess of it just protects my scalp from <laughs> itching. It's just a that yeah. curly hair giving you that bounce. Mm -hmm. Loving the bounce. Right. Yes. Well, I have a story for you today. Okay. In theme with this Halloween day. Yes. Right. <laughs> excited. I'm. I'm also excited. Okay. I know that this is very well known, but still. Why not talk about it, everyone? You know? Yes. Do you want to be scared, Natasha? I'd like to be scared, Would yes. you like to be I scared? I like being scared. Scare me. Okay. Frighten me. Frighten you. Yeah, please. I'm going to do my best. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm waiting. Uh, <clears throat> I'll Ready? clear my throat. Okay. <laughs> Edward Theodore Gein. Oh, exciting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. We all know the name, don't we? We do. We do. Uh, but I thought that, you know, on this day, mm -hmm. we have to talk about it. Yes, we do. We really do. The inspiration behind characters in modern day horror films like Norman Bates from Psycho. Love it. Buffalo, uh, sorry, Buffalo Bill from The Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Leatherface from uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course. You know, all, oh. Even thinking of Norman Bates, I know yeah. everyone thinks back, right? You have to understand that this man, Edward Gain, mm -hmm. he is the inspiration to all of those people that you have seen on these films. How awful. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, he was born to parents Augusta Wyman and George Philip Gain on August 27th, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay. His parents definitely weren't going to win the best parenting award. George was a raging alcoholic who was always in between jobs, and Augusta was a hard-working, domineering woman who verbally abused them all with her overly headstrong Lutheran views. Mm, her name says it all. Augusta. Augusta. I know. Augusta. Who names their child Augusta? That's some strong woman name. That's that is a strong woman name. Very it's like strong. Mrs. Trunchable from Matilda. It is. Augusta. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have to say that does sound like mm -hmm. uh, like her from Matilda. Often she would pray 
for her husband's death in front of her children. As you do, you know? How old? Despite the couple's hatred for each other, the marriage continued due to Augusta's strong belief in divorce. She was never going to get divorced. That was her religion, right? Saying no, that's not the right thing to do. Mm. The family moved to Plainsfield, Wisconsin, a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. This is exactly what she wanted, complete isolation. Complete isolation. Wow. Augusta would read to her boys, oldest son, Henry George Gein, and youngest, Ed, from the book of Revelation in the Bible constantly. Right? Oh, my God. If we all know the book of Revelation, it is death, the end coming of times. Yes. Um, if you don't know that, mm. you know. Uh, so it's a lot of destruction. Um, the boys were not allowed to make friends because other people weren't godly enough. They were told that drinking is evil. She didn't want them tainted by the evils in the world. Women. Oh, us women. Oh, dear. We're, we're a nightmare. We, we're t- we're a nightmare. Everyone says that we are. Everyone oh. says it, but I disagree. You know, we're evil. Oh, of course we are absolutely disgusting (laughs) they were painted harlots according to her wow all because of their short skirts and makeup ed believed every word his mother said so much uh so much so he thought she was a saint and she was the best woman there ever was wow to love your mom that much that's a lot of love that's too much love yeah The only social interaction the boys had was when they went to school. Teacher, or sorry, teachers and classmates would say Ed was shy, had strange mannerisms, and he would sometimes start laughing randomly like he was laughing at his own personal jokes. So just sat there, a little kid, Laughing to <laughs> laughing to himself. That sounds like something out of a horror movie. Yeah, very uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. On April first, nineteen forty, George Gein died of heart failure. So their dad died of heart failure, yeah. most likely due to his alcohol abuse. He was sixty-six years old. Oh, so he was young. That's that was young, young. very wow. young. But if he's abusing alcohol that much, yeah, you know, that's the yeah, you're yeah. gonna die of heart failure. Henry and Ed, being the men of the house now, then had to go and find odd jobs around Plainsfield to make out, you know, to help Mm. out financially. The brothers eventually got a reputation around the town as being reliable and trustworthy. Henry started dating and would often talk badly about their mom to Ed. But after he dated a little, uh, then he committed himself to his mother and never dated again. What? Okay. <laughs> you have to think about this. These two these two boys mm. have committed themselves to their mother. Wow. They have never been on any like any more dates. Henry gave up because she was that domineering. Wait, wow. Right? That's Ed crazy. was already obsessed with uh, her. Yes. Right? So no woman came close. Yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy that's behavior nuts. from Brent, your that's children. That's like mind control as well. Very much so. Yes. Um, I'm going to just find my place. Sorry yes, about that, can. everyone. You're fine. Uh, one day, as Henry and Ed were burning vegetation, 
the fire got out of control. Seeing smoke at a distance, the fire department were contacted and they rushed to the scene. After the fire was extinguished and the fire department had left, Ed called and reported his brother missing. A search party was formed, but while others looked for Henry, Ed seemed to immediately lead some to the exact spot where his dead body lied face down, face down. He led them straight to it, or to his body. To his body. He was untouched by the fire, and the police said he might have had heart failure. But it's, uh, it's speculated that this was Ed's first murder. He wanted his mom to himself. <gasps> Henry was found having bruising on his head, and the coroner later said he passed from asphyxiation. But nothing ever came of this. Wow. So he led all of the, the search party straight to, to his body. brother's body. Straight to the body. And then he caused the fire. Yep. He killed his brother. He killed his brother. Yeah. And then they refused to find it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Ed's mother started to deteriorate. And after two strokes, Augusta died December 29th, 1945 at 67 oh, years old. Oh, no. So she's also very young. Very young when she died. Um, uh, Ed was devastated. He felt all alone in the world and missed his mom terribly. But once he was, once she was gone... Ed was able to bring all his deepest, darkest fantasies to life. On the outside, Ed was still an awkward person, very shy, but would help out his neighbors with various chores. He was always helpful. (laughs) So he had a great reputation, like a great reputation reputation. between his his neighbors and the people that he lived next to. So they always thought he was okay he was helping out he was being the kind neighbor no one suspecting no wow super helpful ed started going out to a local bar called mary hogan's tavern regularly he wasn't bothered about the beer but was more interested in the owner mary hogan she reminded him of his mother personality wise they were completely different characters But Ed had other plans. He had always wondered what it would be like to be a woman. And on December 8th, 1954, Mary Hogan goes missing. A customer had gone into the tavern to find it empty with a puddle of blood on the floor. They found a 22 caliber cartridge, cartridge, sorry, cartridge on the floor and the puddle of blood has drag marks indicating the body had been dragged to the parking lot, but then the blood abruptly stops. (gasps) She obviously had been thrown in a car and driven away by someone. A year goes by and still no trace of Mary Hogan. A year. A year. A whole year. This lady has never been found. No one knows where she is. She just goes missing all of a sudden. Then, on October, uh, uh, sorry, November 15th, 1957, Bernice Warden disappeared from her hardware store. The place was empty, and there was a puddle of blood 
uh, on the cash register. Bernice's uh, son reported that Gein had been lurking around the store and asking his mother weird questions. Finding a receipt of the last purchase she ever made was Gein, had Gein's name on it. Wow, okay. So he's been caught oh, out. No, he's been caught, yes. Uh, excuse me if I get this name wrong, the county's name wrong. So the uh, Warrashaw uh, County Sheriff's Department, or deputy, rushed over to Gein's residence, but would not be expecting the horrors that were about, to, or they were about to walk in on. In the shed, officers found Bernice decapitated, hanging oh upside down in uh, by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. The torso was dressed out like a deer. She had been shot with a 22 caliber rifle and then mutilated after her death. How horrible. The cops have just, these this small town, right? This like hickey small town place in Wisconsin, right? They've never seen things like that. No. They they just walked in the shed. Oh my God. To see that. And that's like, she's up there like roadkill. Yeah, she's flipped upside down, decapitated, see Mm -hmm. you later, like sliced up like a deer. That's horrible. That is awful, right? And uh, previous to this, uh, he is known uh, to say to his neighbors and things like that that Mm. he couldn't even stand the sight of an animal being gutted. He didn't go hunting. He didn't do anything like that because he was disgusted by that. I find that very hard to believe. Yes. When you've walked into someone's shed. Yes. And you've found... Yeah. But also, he's obviously very manipulative because he was covering his tracks because he knew what he was going to be doing. Exactly. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Once the police got over the shock in the shed... They then went to uh, went to search Gein's house. This is a list of what they found. Oh no! A whole human bones and fragments, a waste basket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, <laughs> as you do, a, <laughs> skulls on his bedposts. Female skulls, some with tops sawn off. Bowls made from human skulls. A corset made from a woman's torso. A corset. Skinned from shoulders to waist. Uh, Yes, that is a a corset. Listen, that is a corset made out of a woman's torso. From the shoulders down to the waist. So it is like a frontal, it is like a frontal vest corset. Okay. That's just, I'm just, I feel Leggings made from human leg skin. Leggings. Leg skin leggings. (laughs) Leg skin leggings. Right? Masks made from the skin of female heads. Mary Hogan's face mask in a proper bag or a paper bag i'm sorry paper bag wow so mary hogan's face mask that he was wearing was in was just in a paper bag 
the smell i the bet that smell, smell of that house and the feel of that because how would he that's disgusting uh mary hogan's skull in a box Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Mm-mm. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's uh, uh, potbelly stove. So his stove. Mm. Nine vulvas in a shoebox. Now let's talk about this for a second. One of those vulvas in this box was slightly more fresh, fresher vulvas than the other vulvas. <laughs> The word vulva right now, I have to say. And a box full of... He salted. The other one, the newest one, was a salted vulva in the box of vulvas. (laughs) If you cannot see Natasha's face, I think I have grossed her out enough for this Halloween special. Just a a box of vulvas and one of them had been salted. Yes, the newest one, the, the freshest newest, one. The freshest one. So he has gone in. He's and trying cut. to preserve. He's gone in and cut. Yes, that. Mm-hmm. And then put salt on it. Yes. Um, a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females, judged to have been about fifteen years old, a be- uh, a belt made from. Female human nipples. He had a nipple belt. Yes, he did. Well, of course. Why would he made a nipple belt? (laughs) So gross. Four noses. Okay. Right, human noses. Okay. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. He had a human lip. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, but man, my dark humor is absolutely. Human lips uh, taking so over you, me. So when with you the flip strength. the shade on and off. No, no, no. Like you pulling a lampshade with yeah. human lips as like the draw the plastic thing, thing yeah. on the end of it. Yes. Oh my god. Yep. Um, a lampshade made from skin of, of a human face. Wow. Fingernails from female fingers. Uh, ooh, from female fingers. Ooh, he would have pulled those out. Yes, he, he would have would pulled have got them tweezers. out. Tweezers. Yes. That makes me feel ill. Yeah. Okay. Pulling out like human fingernails. Uh, there's <laughs> that is there's nothing worse. There's nothing. Like the uh, uh, the feel. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and, and thinking, oh my god, they've made throw up noises so much now. <laughs> But if you can imagine someone taking pliers to your fingernails and ripping them out one by one. (laughs) Hey, happy Halloween. (laughs) Uh, Gein had been going to the graveyard at night to exhume bodies for his experimental pieces. What? He said when he would do it, he would be in a daze-like state. Gein had robbed the graves soon after the funerals while the graves were not completed so he would run over to these fresh bodies exhume them and and take what he wanted wanted. wow okay that wow he started making a woman's skin suit Mm -mm. he was found to have a woman's skin suit Mm -mm. right he was known to walk around his farm at night 
in the skin of other women. Now, if you are walking around at night in a skin suit made of dead people, mm-mm. I mean, that's just <laughs> bro. awful. That's the worst. Yeah, you're, you gotta and see someone. Gotta fe- see someone. The feel of that, like, on you. Yeah. Like, real human skin, real disgusting. human flesh. And the smell, I just keep thinking about the smell. This wasn't because he was sexually attracted to the women. It was because he wanted to be a woman. So he had oh, gender dysphoria for okay. sure. Gein was initially found unfit to stand trial and con- uh, confined to a mental health facility. By 1968, he was judged competent to stand trial. He was found guilty of the murder of Warden, but he was found legally insane and was remanded to a uh, psychiatric institution. He died at, uh, sorry if I get this wrong, Mendota mm-hmm. Mental Health Institution or Institute okay. from respiratory, respiratory failure on July 26, 1984, aged 77. Wow. He was buried next to his family in the Plainsfield Cemetery in a non-unmarked grave. Oh, okay. Of course they unmarked it. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to put that up. You wouldn't be able to. They would just, yeah. The Gein house later burned down from from arson, but no one was ever charged. At least you hope all the souls that were trapped in the Gein house were released in the fire. Wow. Can you imagine walking into that house seeing those things no and actually looking and actually looking and thinking oh is it maybe leather and then you get closer and you realize oh, no, that that's human skin that's human skin <laughs> it smells real bad in here and there's a belt it's the box of vulvas i'm sorry the box of vulvas that is the most disturbing thing i think i have ever heard or one of the most disturbing he things would I've ever heard. he would put them on him so he would take those vulvas and he would he would place it onto his penis. Oh. So that he would have the illusion or feel like more of a woman oh. naturally. So he had severe gender dysphoria here. That's terrible. I'm sorry to diagnose, but man. That's you can't so go crazy. and exhume dead bodies, no. take off their vulvas, and then glue it onto your your area and then say Uh, and you walk around in a skin suit at night no sorry ed (laughs) that is so messed up it's so messed up but it is a great halloween it's a great halloween because think about all the amazing horror films that have come from it right actually was a horrible person and may he rot in whatever hell there is there is down below or universe or whatever uh but Man, it feels unreal. Yeah. That is, yeah, very, very good. Yeah. For our little Halloween special. I hope you're grossed out. I'm completely grossed out. I'm going to be dreaming about a box of salted vulvas tonight. I can just, (laughs) I just know I'm going to. It's like salt and, oh, I don't even want to say it because I feel like this is gross and this might 
be uh, around children, but it's like salt in a slug, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you know, you know how they like bubble up. Do they like? Do they like bubble up when you salt them? That is my new nightmare. <laughs> that is actually my new nightmare. That's actually my new yeah. That's gonna be it now. That's gonna be my purpose of being yeah. Well, yes. There's your story, my friend. Lovely story. Amazing story. Mm. It's good. Yes. And I have a fan story. I'm so excited. I'm excited about this fan story because it's the first, it's seven pages long. Oh my um, gosh. And um, it's a real life exorcism story. Oh dear. Yes. Okay. So it's uh, sent in by a fan. His name is Van. Um, He sent it to me basically saying that, you know what, you don't have to believe me but this is what happened. Like, I'm not lying, mm. but you don't have to believe me, but this is, this is it. All right. Yes. Oh, so, um, uh, sit and relax. Oh, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to relax. I'm going to feel this Halloween You feel vibe. the Halloween tale. Yes. Halloween. I said it like you did. Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. What? Do I say it different? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Potato, potato. Hey, I, no one says potato. I'm going to say it now. I've potato. never heard anyone say potato. No, well, it depends where you're from. Uh, no. I'm sure in Buckingham Palace they say potato. <laughs> Maybe if you're tomato, extremely tomato, posh, tomato, yes. Potato. Oh, just the potato. Yes, babe. that's what they probably oh, do. The, pota- the mashed <laughs> potatoes. Yeah, I reckon that's happened in Buckingham Palace. Amazing. Yeah. Right, let's get back right, to then. our demon. Let's talk about this. Right then. The following tale that I'm going to share with you is all true and is based on personal, first-hand experience. I admit there's a lot more to be told, but for the time constraints, I've omitted, omitted, I can't say that word, squished together many parts. (laughs) Um, I have blended some things to make the story run smoother, but I guarantee the tale's authenticity. You're entitled to your own beliefs, as I am entitled to mine. And if you don't believe me, fine, I don't care. But I know what I experienced, and I could tell you one thing you should believe, and that is the world is a lot bigger than your eye would ever know. It's been two years since I'd, f- I'd seen my family in Samoa, and the island had not changed much. It was 11.30 at night, and the island blew a hot, humid breath on me, as I walked down the steps from the plane. I looked at the island and remembered how dark Samoa really is. No city, no skyscrapers, just the bare minimum of houses and streetlights. The island seemed shy and reserved to me, like it was trying to hide something. After I gathered my luggage, I finally met my brothers. I hadn't seen them since I'd left for the war. I'm the oldest in the family at six foot tall and 230 pounds. I'm not a small man, but I forget how easily my two younger brothers dwarf me. We exchanged pleasantries and I was shocked at how much they had grown, especially my youngest brother. The youngest one had had this peach fizz that appeared on his face and told me he wasn't a baby anymore. My other brother now sporting an afro so big, people might mistake his shadow for the shade of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> My bro with the fro was driving us home 
and we had a conversation about the island and everything that had changed. It was then he told me something disturbing. He told me in a strange and casual voice, Oh yeah, Van, by the way, our sister is possessed by evil spirits. A what? Just in conversation? Just in conversation. I looked back at him, shocked and dumbfounded, saying, What? My brother responded so calmly and nonchalantly, it was hard for me to grasp the situation. I felt like I was lost in a whirlwind, not sure what to do or where to go. I sat in the trunk as we drove down the down, drove down, staring at the dark, lonely road. The island all of a sudden seemed cold and indifferent to me. Chills started to slowly tap dance and up and down my spine, and my flesh started to spin underneath my skin as my brother started laying the details on me. I've seen many things in my short life, including harsh tours of Baghdad and Iraq. Um, I'm no stranger to the cruel reality that this world is, but this, this was my sister, my king, possessed by evil spirits. I couldn't believe it. For once I found myself quiet and I listened to my brother tell how it started three weeks ago. My family had been seeking help from doctors, priests and Polynesian medicine men, but so far to no avail. I could tell my sister's condition was putting a toll on my family, emotionally, financially and spiritually. No wonder why my brother seemed eerily calm about the possession. He must have drained, he must be drained from the ordeal and was just as lost as I was at the moment. I seemed, I seemed, sensed hopelessness from his big beady eyes that were usually bright as we drove to our small decrepit house. The truck's lights dimmed and the radio slowly died and I stared at my poor little house. I couldn't believe I'd forgotten how poor my family was while I was gone on my own little adventure. I was humbled by my patch, patchwork home with the same bucket outside the house that we used to wash dishes because there was no sink anywhere in the house. All of a sudden, a moment of... Oh, sorry, I've lost my place. Um, A moment of transience had broken from the shriek of the rattle that rattled the walls of the home. Me and my brother rushed inside. I think somebody screamed. I think they broke the silence. I think that's what I was supposed to say. Sorry, my my contacts are starting to blur my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Inside the house, we found my mother and father trying to restrain my sister. My brother rushed to my sister and tackled her to the ground, but my sister is younger than me. She could eas- she easily outweighed me, and I realized her strength as we tried to restrain her. I seemed like she was having a seizure, and she was screaming like a banshee at a heavy metal concert. My parents and my brothers all started screaming and cu- cursing at my sister. The feeling of the whirlwind that I was lost in earlier just returned like a hurricane, and that was being thrown that was that was throwing lava from the volcano and came an earthquake while someone was dropping an atomic bomb that's how crazy this situation was wow it was madness pure chaotic madness my sister calmed down and went to sleep and i had a bittersweet reunion with my parents as they filled me with all the details my sister had been possessed for 3 months prior to this but my parents only knew about it for about 3 weeks My sister is mentally handicapped, and because of this, she's more susceptible to possession. My parents knew she was possessed due to the subtle changes in my sister's behaviour. 
they hypothesized that my sister didn't offend any spirits, but the spirits just wanted to live inside of her. This is why the spirits did the best to behave and try to continue the possession unnoticed. My mother noticed weird little things about my sister. She caught her shaving her face in the shower several times, but it was when we walked into my sister's room and she was saw her getting raped by the air. What? Yeah. Getting raped by from the, the air? air? Yes. Oh my there's a God. movie and I can't think what movie it is but there's a movie and there's a scene and that happens in the movie oh my yeah. lord and she's possessed yeah uh, when my mother confirmed her suspicions my mum told me she believed my sister was possessed not by one but by three spirits and that my sister had been exercised twice it seemed that the strongest and probably original ghost is still inside her even though the other spirits have been thrown out of her body. They still hung around my sister due to the presence of the last spirit. My mum is well versed in the ways of the island and the taboos and the superstitions she passed down to us. Warrant attention for the idea she formulates about the spirits. She told us our cats were also possessed by the same spirits and that they travelled back and forth between them. She chased them out the cats every time we saw them and they and they drew and they did seem strange to me it looked like they were sluggish and that their reactions were slow and delayed it was like their brain was not used to running their bodies after my mum told me all these things i went to bed and i was unsurprised that i had a hard time sleeping but it wasn't because of the events of the day or my mum's words instead it was all the heavy breathing i heard outside my window I heard all this heavy breathing outside my window, but I tried to ignore it, and I chalked up to the, my imagination. Each time I slept in that room, I would hear that raspy breathing sound, as if someone was outside my room, just waiting for me. Nope. I would sleep in that room once in a while, and as sure as the sun, the breathing was still there. The breathing sounded like Gollum from Lord of the Rings trying to do a Darth Vader impersonation and it seriously creeped me the fuck out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to freak anyone oh, the yeah, fuck out. Oh yeah, that would definitely freak, yeah. Um, I thought to myself that something had to be done and all of a sudden my mum came in with the good news. We finally found him, she yelled. Who, I asked. And she said, the tongue, the two gun man. Huh? I thought to myself, the Tugan man, what the hell's going on now? My mum had told me how seven kids in the village on the other side of the island had been possessed and the Tungan man had cured them. She told me stories of how the Tungan... Now, I might be pronouncing this wrong, so I do apologise, okay. but I'm guessing it's Tungan. Tungan man had supernatural powers and how she believed that because she knew the men from her youth uh, with unexplainable abilities like this she told me the tongued man could see the spirits and talk to them and he had the, the ability to walk with the dead in the way that the dead think he was a spirit too my mum told me the story on how he exercised a young strong demon by calling up another spirit from the dead to help him cast the demon out he cured the seven kids because the spirits had told him that the school that the kids went to just now had a new extension built on the graves that nobody knew about. They found the graves and the spirits were put to rest. Immediately, I was fascinated by this man. 
I didn't know that people like this existed and I was excited to find out, to find that out. And my dad, uh, so my dad and I would go to meet the Togan man who could walk with the dead and ask him to help my sister. I drove there as fast as I can and had no idea what to expect. I saw him for the first time and I was shocked. He was an old man in his late 40s, early 50s, with thinning hairline at the back. He was short, podgy man wearing slippers, black Adidas sweatpants with the white stripes, a blue tourist Aloha shirt, big <laughs> aviator sunglasses, smoking a pack of Marlboro Reds. I thought to myself, damn, if this guy can walk with the dead and blend in, then that dead must be all FBO too. Um, my dad spoke to him and asked him to help us. The toga man agreed and then hopped on our truck and we sped off to our house. Once the man talked to my mum and my sister uh, and brought out the regular deck of playing cards, he had my sister shuffle the deck and deal them out on the floor face up. Amazingly, all the cards dealt were all black suits. He then started to read the cards like tarot cards and read the, to my parents all the things that were missing in the house. He mentioned things my parents knew were gone and things they'd forgot about and stuff he shouldn't know but did. Next, he had my sister lie down on the ground and then begin putting tea leaves mixed with some liquid he bought on the top shelf uh, of my uh, on the top shelf of my sister. Okay, so so they're putting this guy's putting, putting tea, tea leaves, leaves around and liquid her. on her. Oh my her. god! Okay, yeah. nothing Crazy. happened. Yeah. Yeah, I think I read that right. Nothing happened, and my sister just giggled to herself in a very... It was very uneventful, but the man seemed to notice a lot of things going on around us. He finished, got up, and said he'll come back tomorrow and finish the exorcism. He told my mum the things she always suspected were true. It was amazing, though, that my mum never shared her thoughts or opinions with him. He said the cats were possessed too and that there were spirits were in my sister but jumped into the cats, in and out of the cats. He said that there were more deep inside but you'll have to walk the night to learn more about that one. Oh. He came back the next day and told my mum that he found out where the spirits were hiding in my sister's body, in her left thigh near her femoral artery. Oh my God! So there's a area that he is telling that yes. the demons are living. They're in. living in this in area. the left thigh area. In the left thigh. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this was the first place we attacked with the tea leaves. Van, hold her down! Yelled my dad, and my sister was screaming and yelling. As soon as my mum placed the tea leaves on her thigh, my sister started shaking, shrieking. <gasps> Uh, the feeling of chaos in which I describe with metamorphosis of natural disaster and atomic bombs and just had multiple tenfolds in my soul. It felt like the sun had exploded inside my being. The reality that I knew just shattered like a broken mirror before oblivion. The situation felt chaotic as my mum and, and the toga man kept applying the pressure with the tea leaves mixture while the rest of my family pinned my sister down and were yelling at her. It seemed that all the yelling frightened the ghosts so we, all, so we were all cursing up a shitstorm. It went on for 15 minutes till my sister, with her hands pinned down, raised her shoulders, her head, 
her head and her head and let loose a scream I could never forget. In the war I heard screams and cries of pain and death, but nothing like this. It was unnatural. Oh. It was crazy. Oh, you can just hear it. Yeah, in, that, that unnatural, unnatural scream. Yeah, yes. The shriek pierced the air and our spirits like bullets ripping through flesh. Although my sister let loose that scream, she just passed out like she was dead or something. And it was finally over. I remember picking up my sister's body and it felt lifeless. She was really drained by this ordeal. As me and my brothers and my dad struggled to pick up my sister, my mum noticed something strange. All the places where my mum had put the tea leaves on my sister's body had bruises that were that were there instead the possessed cats that were crying during the exorcism were now gone that annoying heavy breathing outside the bedroom stopped and even my sister's personality had changed considerably during her possession she was surprisingly well behaved outside of a couple of moments there she just went crazy now my sister was back to her playful loud and unusually annoying self and i was so surprised by the sudden change of attitude it was crazy we gave the toga man a lifetime supply of mulberry reds mm. and he disappeared to help more people my family could finally rest and that was a comforting thought that i had got that i got on the plane to go back to hawaii I remembered staring outside of the plane window and laughing to myself. Who could have thought that this tiny little island, my homeland, could show a man like me, who has been all over the world, how big the world really is? There is so much out there we don't even know. And the same thing, and some things we shouldn't. So, I'm not asking you to believe in ghosts or the supernatural, but to believe that there is so much, there is so much out there that we will never know. Imagine a being that perceives the world in black and white and then it catches the colours of the rainbow. There is no way that being can relate to something as simple as red or blue that is completely outside the being of perception of reality. No matter how creative you are, our imagination is still limited to the variations of what we know. So remember that and also remember to be nice to the Marlborough smoking Tonga witch doctor. <laughs> you may never know. <laughs> wow. Yes. What a story. Yes. How scary would it be to see your sister yeah. riling like that yeah, having with to, a different yeah, voice? Being that strong as well. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that just sounds like a nightmare on yeah. another level, doesn't and, it? I like it because it's from a different, it's from Samoa, it's from a different country. Mm. And they obviously have their own rules and medicine men and things like that. And how they would treat something like that with herbs and leaves and things. Well, the fact that he was able to locate it mm. and then get it out for yes. her to live a, a better life. Mm. That was amazing. That was amazing. You know, where yeah. is he? Yes. Why can't he help others? Others. He needs <laughs> to go around and tell other people that might be possessed or whatever needs to help them out yeah 100%. buy him some cigarettes and invite him over yeah yeah anyone want a cigarette yeah anyone anyone Marlboro reds yep. i used to smoke those Ooh, i Ugh. did yes i think i used to oh i, I can taste them now yuck you disgusting not nice don't smoke kids 
do not smoke tobacco. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, that yes. was a great uh, fan story. Thank it you was. very much it for was. writing that. Thank you, Van, for that. Thank you for writing us in. And uh, yeah, very interesting. Well, this was a great Halloween special. I know. I'm a bit sad. We're going trick-or-treating, though, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We I'm going gonna, gonna to trick-or-treat. Uh, your At mom house. is going <laughs> to give me some candy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go and get some candy, trick-or-treat. With this makeup, come yeah. on. We have we have to knock on somebody's door. I know. I just I know. vote that we just go knock on people's doors. Who are they going to say no? We hey, made look, the effort. I think we look a little too scary to I be knocking on other people's door Maybe. tonight. Maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you have been listening and you enjoyed the episode, please click the like button and subscribe. Like, like, like. And subscribe. It would mean a lot to us. Um, all of our socials are on our link tree, which is on the top of our Instagram page. Um, and you will find our TikTok, our Facebook, our Instagram. Our YouTube to look at our cool faces. Yep. Please go onto YouTube. We are posting pictures as well, so you will see us looking all marvellous. Yes. And it's been fun. It has been fun. It's been very fun. I have yes. been loving having Halloween with I know. you, buddy. Cheers. 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 Oh. Thanks, everyone. Next Happy. time. Yep. Will they be lucky, Natasha? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, we'll let you go now. Next time, you might not be so lucky. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>